Matt? Matt, you're muted. Bitch, god damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, professional. Here. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? So come on and listen to our mixtape. Raise the roof and move your face. Come along and laugh with our mixtape. Ha 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 ha. Waka 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 waka. So come on and listen to our mixtape. Sing along and clap to the beat. Settle in and listen to our mixtape. And now the music finishes. Enjoy your pork chop sandwiches. Welcome to Mixtape Land, boys and girls. I, of course, am Uncle Jason Emmett. And joining me tonight... Casey Masterpiece. And Twisted Kid Matt. There we go. We got it. We got it after a lot of technical we difficulties. Um, we've had a lot of the technical difficulties lately. That's okay. We're figuring it out. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I swear. So we have kind of a special episode tonight. I don't know if Matt's aware that me and you were like goofing off during the whole song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, we have kind of a special episode tonight. Actually, as things were, we kind of talked about it. And if you've been following us online, you'd probably kind of know what's going on tonight. But uh, we won't. Uh, we won't bury the lead too much. Uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a big thing for this little podcast here. Uh, we're heading into an awesome direction. We're hoping you guys are going to come along with us. So tonight we're going to be talking about uh, one insane film company and their insane films. We're going to be talking about Troma. Yay! Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes, Movies that's the, of the future. That's the that's the guys who gave us Toxic <laughs> Avenger, Class of Newcom High, a dozen more, even even more Sergeant insane Kabuki movies. Man. Not only are we going to be talking about Troma for a minute, but Matt and I were actually honored to have the opportunity to speak with director, writer, owner of Troma, one of the owners of Troma, Mr. Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, I, it was a blast to talk to Lloyd. It really was, um, which I think you'll yeah. hear in the interview. He's just, a, he's, you got to be on your feet with him because he like just drops insane little things every once in a while and you'll just start yeah. laughing. Uh, 90 which, degree hairpin turns. Yes, every, pretty much. Every conversation. Um, <laughs> Anyway, we're gonna be we're gonna feature that interview here on this episode. So you're only gonna get a few minutes of us actually BSing with you, and then we're gonna go right into the interview. We're we're gonna talk a little about Troma and Lloyd, and then we'll then we'll let Lloyd talk because he's good at it. But there's a few things we want to discuss before we get into that. Uh, some kind of big big things, I think. You know, some exciting news. So Troma has a new film uh, directed by Lloyd himself. It's called, I can't make this up, it's called Hashtag Shakespeare's Shitstorm, uh, which is based on The Tempest. If you know anything about Troma, this isn't the first time that they've used William Shakespeare as their sort of... Um, their muse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of yeah. course, Tromeo and Juliet, but I don't even think those aren't even the only two. Or that the, I think there's been even more, if I'm not mistaken, so... Yeah, I'll, um, I'll see if I can look some up real quick. So anyway, we're, we were he pretty much you know talked to us for a little while, and uh, we are we are both honored and pleased to be helping Troma set up their Cincinnati premiere and possibly even their Kansas City premiere. We're working on that one now, um, but we want to go ahead and announce it. So here on the show, we're going to announce it. Um, if you're going to be in the Cincinnati area, this would be the uh, March the twenty fifth, Friday, March the twenty fifth. 
which is kind of a perfect kind of a perfect weekend for you to be here um, because Horror Hound is going on as well. And we've talked about Horror Hound a lot, but if you're a fan of you know 80s and 90s, especially 80s and 90s horror, this is going to be a really good one. I can tell you, um, like pretty much the entire cast of Scream is going to be there, and I mean yes, like Matthew Lillard, Nev Campbell, Skeet Ulrich, they're all going to be uh, even Jamie Kennedy. Jamie be there. Kennedy. But if that's not enough to get you here. Freaking Mark Dacascus is going to be here. Yeah, Mark Dac- freaking Iron Chef Mark Dacascus is going to be here. That- Which update? I have since watched Brotherhood of the Wolf, and it was fantastic. I told you, it's great. Starring movie, man. Mark Dacascus. You have one of the Double Dragon brothers. He is one. That's right. And we just talked yeah. about Double Dragon and how horrible it is. Yes. But it's still, it's Mark freaking Dacascus. So Friday, March 25th, we're going to be hosting a screening and Q&A with Lloyd Kaufman and some of the Troma people. He's going to have the Tromets here. Uh, it's going to be at Humble Monk Brewing uh, here in Cincinnati. If you go to our website, which you should know at this point, but we will tell you, it is www.themixtapepod.com. That's our website. There's a yes. special event page right there on the website. You can click that and get tickets there. Uh, tickets are $20 a person. Seating is limited, so I do recommend if you're in the area and you are interested in going, it's 8 o'clock that night, so you can come go to Horror Hound that day. It is actually after the con ends for the day, so then you can come out, hang out at the showing with us, go to Horror Hound the next day, and hang out with us all over again. So we highly recommend if you're going to be in the area to check it out. It's going to be, uh, this movie looks insane. <laughs> like It looks absolutely insane. And I don't know if he mentions it. I know he mentioned it to Matt and I, but this the, uh, this is probably going to be the last film that Lloyd directs personally. So I want to come out and see his directorial swan song, as it were. Uh, again, that is themixtapepod.com, or you can be following us on Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. Uh, it's on all of those things, so you'll be able to find out about it on those as well. Um, but I, I recommend following us on those anyway. Uh, if you have any questions or anything, you know, you can reach out to us, your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can call our voicemail line, which is 513-HE-RAD-77 or 513-437-2377. And just get a hold of us. Kick I mean, nasty thoughts. <laughs> why did that make you think of baby got baby back? Got back. <laughs> it's any phone number. It makes me think one nine hundred mix a lot, and you hear four threes. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I, I like seriously, guys. I you know this is going to be a really cool, really fun night. The guys over at Humble Monk are are fantastic people. Um, it's a great little venue, and we are really excited to be having it there. We're going to have a food truck out that night. They also uh, have a deal with NYPD Pizza, which if you've never been, it's great. It's going to be over in Northside, which is part of. Cincinnati and it's 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 a great little neighborhood as it were uh, just north of downtown Cincinnati yeah it is literally 15 minutes away from Sharonville which is where Horror Hound is going to be held that ends at like seven o'clock I or six o'clock I, I don't know six or seven on Friday night um, there are some movie screenings but I think the con itself is over you can head out do the meet and greet meet Lloyd hang out with all of us have some great brews eat some food you know, might get a chance. I, I imagine that Lloyd and them are going to be talking to people, signing autographs and all that. Toxic Avengers are going to be there. The Tromets are going to be there. Yes. We're going to be there. We're going to be. You should come to meet us. And yeah. it's only a hop, skip, and a jump from Horror <laughs> Hound Weekend. <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> There's a whole story there. Never hop, trust his hop, skip, and a jump. 
Um, but yeah, in case you missed it, we do have a TikTok now. Uh, we do videos over there, and we do little snippets of the show, uh, along with other little videos, which seem to do really well over there. Uh, of course, we it's just I, I think it's the standard mixtape pod underscore crap, but uh mixtape pod it's all in the link tree yeah um all we are also on twitter and instagram and like matt was just saying best way to do all that is literally go to our website and click on the link tree you will see the link tree it's a qr code that will get you everything you want to know about us it'll get you our personal Instagrams, it'll get you, like, everything's on there. Our phone number, everything. So if you click that. You Linktree is a beautiful thing. It is yeah, a wonderful thing. You can go thing. there and buy tickets to the screening on, on the Linktree as yeah. well. So it's great. So I, you I just click it. it. It takes you straight there. Um, I do want to, when we actually, when I wrote this, this happened, but I still figure we needed to talk about it briefly here on the show. We have a little bit of sad news um, that I want to get into. In case any of you missed it, uh, it was actually last week at this point, but uh, Ivan Reitman passed away. That's kind of a that's kind of a tough one for yeah. That's for, pretty heavy. Yeah, that's pretty that's a pretty big deal for most of us. Uh, this this wonderful Canadian gave us some of the best films from the eighties and nineties. He gave us Meatballs, Stripes, Ghostbusters one and two, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, mm-hmm. Dave, and Junior. They were all him. In case you guys didn't know this about him, because maybe you didn't, his mom survived Auschwitz. I can't Aus, I cannot say Auschwitz. Why can't I say that? I can't say Auschwitz. It's, it's in German. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, his mom's his explanation. His mom survived Auschwitz and his dad was um was part of an underground freedom fighting force. So yeah. I mean, just right there, you know, they could do a movie about his parents alone. And uh, yeah. did you know he was actually set to direct a, a film in the eighties called The Batman? Really? Starring Bill Murray as Batman. David Niven as Alfred and David Bowie as the Joker. Okay, I'm on board. I was, t- I'm totally on board. Let's make so it. I guess they were yeah. they were talking. Wait, they can't Let's make it. Let's bring several of those people back from the dead. <laughs> yeah, like right. Multiple. Well, actually, I guess the problem was at the time a couple of people that were involved with it actually did pass away, and it got kind of pushed around a little bit, and finally they they ended up scrapping the film. But man, do I want to see! I want to see David Bowie as the Joker like so bad. And this is '80s Bill Murray, so yeah. And you know, David Bowie was a pretty decent actor. Yeah, he so. was, and I think he would have been a great was, Joker, um, right? And not just in Labyrinth. I mean, he did Man Who Fell to Earth and all that. So, so it gets a little yeah. more, and well, yeah, uh, it also gets a little bit more. Man, he was set uh, 1996 to direct a Wonder Woman film, but that never came to be. And then they were working on Triplets, which was the twin sequel. Um, so that With was Eddie actually Murphy, that was set to begin filming like <laughs> here in a couple months. So I don't know. He was supposed to direct, so I'm not sure where that stands now. Um, but it, he was 75 years old. It was it's really kind of a bummer for all of us, especially right. after Ghostbusters um, Afterlife just came out, which is his son that directed that, yeah. which I think is pretty wonderful. So, and almost immediately, people started editing in Ivan Reitman into little uh, stills of afterlife when uh really uh Venkman's not to spoil the movie but uh when when he makes his appearance they put Ivan Reitman in there next to him in a ghost you, you don't, form you don't mean Venkman oh. but that's okay or um Egon damn it I can Spangler. Egon thank you yeah i mean it was it's really kind of a bummer um yeah. but it's and I, as of right now, I'm not sure what he died from. I, I hadn't seen. So he was, he was 75. So I don't think it was. 
Thank you for eloquently putting this. So loud. <laughs> I don't really like it's my friends. It's a respectful side wish. Yes, sure. <laughs> uh, so in case you don't know, let's give a little history behind Troma really quick and a little bit of history behind Lloyd, and then we'll go ahead into the uh, – it's about a 40-minute long interview. I know it sounds – it's it's really good, though. It's, it's great. We talk about – let's just tease right now. So I'm going to go ahead and tease right now. Um, if you guys want to hear the story of how Lloyd, not once, but twice, mistook someone else for Peter Dinklage, then you need to, <laughs> you need to listen to this interview. <laughs> like you're telling yourself, how is that possible? There's, there is a reason. I mean, it, but once you hear it, it makes reason, sense, yeah. but you're like, how do you mistake two people for Peter Dinklage? <laughs> but he did, and it's in there. And then also never actually meet He's Peter He's never Dinklage. met Peter Dinklage, um, but he should have. It's a whole thing. So if yeah. you want to hear that, you listen to the interview. It wasn't It wasn't for not trying. When we say interview, it's like we just talk. Like he's, he, we have a discussion. Yeah. It's great. It really is. So, But let's, let's first start by giving you just a little bit of um, background on trauma a little history of Troma, and a little bit of Lloyd himself, so you kind of know what's going on. Uh, so Troma was actually founded by Lloyd Kaufman and another man by the name of Michael Hertz in 1974. Um, this was basically, they started this company so they could make money. Um, because he went to Yale, which he'll tell you in the interview. He could have, he, he's a Yale graduate. He could have done pretty much anything, but back in the 70s, or back in the like late 60s, early 70s, he wanted to make a quick buck. So he started working with some film companies, and that kind of led him into to what he was doing. Uh, so Troma makes low-budget, schlocky, independent films, um, primarily leaning towards horror, mostly. Uh, they have a kind of uh, splatter-esque 50s horror vibe with a dash of just a little smidge of parody mixed into their movies. A lot of just gore. A yeah. A lot of gore and often some nudity. <laughs> um, Troma has produced, acquired, and... <laughs> They've produced, seeing him do it, acquired, and distributed over a, over a thousand. I can't fucking work with you guys. They have produced, acquired, and distributed over a thousand independent films since its creation. They often reuse props, actors, and special effects scenes, sometimes to save money, sometimes just to add humor to the movie. Uh, it's actually become part of the hallmark of Troma. Uh, examples of this include a severed leg, a penis monster, and the flipping and exploding of the same car from Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD. Uh, it's used all over the place whenever they need a car to crash and explode. They use the same scene. Um, Possibly sometimes multiple times in the same movie. <laughs> we talk a little bit about this, but I'm going to go ahead and we don't get into it real in depth, but they've worked with a ton of people. Uh, a lot of famous people in their films. Carmen Electra was in The Chosen One. Billy Bob Thornton was in Chopper Chicks and Zombie Town. Vanna White was in Graduation Day. Kevin Costner was in Sizzle Beach, USA. J.J. Abrams was in Night Beast. Samuel L. Jackson, Death by Temptation. Marissa Tomei was in The Toxic Avenger. Michael Jai White was in The Toxic Avenger 2. Vincent D'Onofrio, The First Turn On. Uh, David Boreanaz was in Macabre, Macabre Pair of Shorts. Paul Sorvino, Cry Uncle, James Gunn, Tromeo and Juliet, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, Cannibal the Musical. These were all bef- before most of these people were discovered, actually. 
uh, a lot another of big names. Yeah, another Academy Award-winning director, Oliver Stone, made his debut as an actor in The Battle of Love's Return. Um, they've worked Damn. with Brett Ratner, Mark Hamill, Matt Stone, Trey Parker, and of course James Gunn. We all we just mentioned all of them, and we do talk a little bit about Matt and Trey and James Gunn in the interview as well. You know, so, I wonder if we could get Carmen Electra out here because she's from she's here, from here, so, yeah. And I'm not sure she's doing anything. So if Carmen <laughs> Electra is listening. Come on, stop by. I'm I sure hope Carmen Electra is listening with her, her spare time. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I want to come on that show and talk about how I'm not doing much right now. Yeah, <laughs> she's probably doing crack more than wise. Uh, so I don't know if you guys know this, but Troma has three rules. They're called their rules of production. Rule number one, safety. To, this is exactly how it's written to. I'm going to tell you. Rule number one, safety to humans. Rule number two, safety to property. And in a smaller font, rule number three, make a good movie. <laughs> I think that's funny. So, Those are very good rules. Uh, 1985, Troma has their biggest hit. The one that most people know. The one that got me on board, which was um, the hero comedy, The Toxic Avenger. Uh, yes. Became Troma's most popular spawning sequels and an animated television program, which we get to talk to Lloyd about the Toxic Crusader cartoon and how in the hell that even happened <laughs> because it's a little crazy. Uh, some of their other films, uh, well, we mentioned Toxic, uh, Class of Newcomb High, Tromeo and Juliet, Cannibal the Musical, yes. Redneck Zombies, Sergeant Kabuki Man, Poultry Geist, Surf Nazis Must Die, Terror Firmer, Combat Shock, Mother's Day, and just way too fucking many more to just way too many more to get into. Um, and in case you don't know this, almost all the movies in the film take place in the mythical town of Tromaville, which is a town overrun by, uh, toxic waste. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, that's just a little basic about trauma itself. I want to tell you a little bit about Stanley Lloyd Kaufman, Jr. Uncle Lloyd, as most of us know him. And I, God, how much do dude, how much does he sound like when we're listening to this? Mel Brooks, man. No, I see a little bit of Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks and Stanley. A little bit of Stanley. Stan Lee. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, you know him and Stanley were friends. I'm not surprised yeah. at all. I could yeah, totally yeah, see I that. Found some pictures of them together. Their attitudes towards um, like big industry and how they treat the little guy and artists and stuff and even kind of they're they're both very liberal thinkers. I could see them being friends. So Excelsior Lloyd was like, he's great. You'll hear in the interview. He's just very open-minded and he, it was, it was great. So I uh, was born December 30th, 1945. He's a film director, screenwriter, producer, actor, uh, alongside producer, Michael Hertz. He's the co-founder of trauma entertainment film studio and the director of many of their feature films, such as toxic Avenger, Tromeo and Juliet. And of course the up, upcoming hashtag Shakespeare's Shitstorm. Uh, many of these strategies employed by him at Troma have been credited with making the film industry significantly more accessible and decentralized. He graduated from Yale with the, in the class of 1968. He majored in Chinese studies. Uh, his fellow Yale classmates included Oliver Stone and George W. Bush. Originally, he intended to become a social worker, but he became fast friends with student filmmaker Robert Edelstein and Eric Sherman. Uh, who was uh, son of filmmaker Vincent Sherman? They introduced him to the his you know they introduced him to filmmaking to cinema and that kind of became his obsession. Um, you'll hear in the interview he's a huge supporter of independent film and art. Not such a fan of mega Hollywood industry because of how they interfere with filmmakers' vision. He is all about people sharing his work. 
as long as they aren't profiting from other stuff, we uh, definitely get into that. All in all, he's a really cool guy. So, I mean, rather than me go on and on, I figured we'd let you, you know, hear it from him and let him talk for a minute, and then we'll come back afterwards, and we'll kind of give some closing thoughts, and we'll remind you again of where you can find some information if you want to come out and meet the dude, which I recommend you come out and meet the dude, and uh, here's some of our thoughts and memories and shit like that of trauma, and uh, then we'll let you go. So, uh, guys, unless you, do you guys have anything you uh, feel like you want to say before we kick into the interview? Well put, Casey. Well put. Yep. I would say uh, uh, if if you are interested in checking this movie out, we've got the screening coming up in Cincinnati at Humble Monk Brewery. And uh, the link is on our link tree. You can check that out. Get your tickets there. And Lloyd and Toxie and the Tromets will be in attendance, and they'll be doing their their thing. And uh, you can come out and see them and hang out with us. And as soon as we uh, get that one started, as soon as we get that one like situated and tucked away, I don't know what words I was going for. We're going to start planning one for KC and hopefully not not for KC like our KC. Like he doesn't get his own screening. That would be that would be weird for Kansas City. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna start planning one for out there. And uh, as soon as we have more details on that, we will definitely be pushing them through the Facebook and the Twitter and all that. And we'll mention it. We'll talk about it here on the show as well. So, like Matt said, keep up and you'll get all the news. So there you go. Let's go ahead and kick off that interview. Shall we? Hello. Hey, is this Mr. Kaufman? It sure is. Hey, how's it going tonight? Uh, I'm okay, except that uh, I, I, I've got this <clears throat> urge to go on a, uh, a certain podcast <laughs> right around like a minute from now. Well, I don't know what came over me. But, uh, <laughs> Luckily, we can probably yeah. assist with that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Uh, well, just to kind of let you know, you're on here with myself and, and my partner, Matt. So Hello, Mr. And Matt. Thank you, Jason. No, thank you. We really appreciate you giving us a few minutes tonight. That's uh, it's pretty awesome. We're pretty excited to speak to you. So, Well, thank you. Where are you uh, hailing? From where are you hailing? Well, I'm actually in Cincinnati, and Matt is in just outside Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, Kansas City area. Ooh, look at that. International uh, podcast. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Through the miracle of modern technology, we can uh, have everybody on, so it's pretty great. Well, you guys have a great... Cincinnati's got one of the finest baseball teams. Amazing. <laughs> I can't really disagree with that. I grew up with the Reds, so... I, yeah, I, me too. I, I, I always... I collected baseball cards, and I, uh, for some reason, uh, in second, third grade, I... I uh, I was interested in the Cincinnati Redlegs. They were called the Redlegs then, not Reds. Now they're called the Reds. They were the Redlegs, or the, or because originally they were called the Red Stockings. Red Stockings, eight, yep. Right, 1869. Anyway, uh, they unfortunately don't do very well, but I was always, <laughs> I've always been a big fan because of the my baseball card collection. I actually collected baseball cards when I was young as well. I remember uh, I was born right around the era of the uh, the big red machine. So I remember oh, growing uh-huh, up with yeah uh-huh. Johnny Bench and and uh, Pete Rose. That's right. that was my era back as a kid. So uh-huh. Gus uh, uh, Gus Bell and uh, the big red machine. Yeah, yeah. I think that was. Uh, I remember uh, in the uh, early sixties they won the pennant. Yes. And uh, there was a cartoonist named Mullen, 
was a sports cartoonist. I think he also did World War Two, but he did a uh, cartoon of the 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 faceless uh, Reds. It, it was like a big schmoo kind of a <laughs> a blob with no no <laughs> face or eyes or nose or anything because nobody knew. Uh, you know, Cincinnati won the pennant. Really. Uh, and people didn't expect that. I think it was early 60s. Well, Ted Klazuski. Are you familiar with the name Ted Klazuski? That name I do know, yes. Well, he, Wally Post, Roy McMillan, Smokey Burgess, uh, they were the, the Reds that I grew up with, which probably was before the Big Red Machine. Johnny, Johnny Temple was, was uh, second base. They never had pitching. Never had pictures. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, it, it looks like baseball's sort of uh, going away. You know, it's right? not as uh, it's not as popular as it used to be. But I I keep telling everyone that that might be true. But when it comes to like baseball movies, you're never going to quite quite have the same magic in any other sport. I think than you have in a in a good baseball movie. Well, also, there is, it's a beautiful, to go out to the park. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I yep. don't mind watching, a sh uh, you know, one of these mainstream movies on Netflix because they're just sausages, but there's nothing like going to the baseball park. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, yep. the, the movie theater is important for certain movies. For baseball, it, it, you go to the park, it's so beautiful. A, a night game, day game, either way, it's just. A lovely aesthetic, uh, uh, you know. You're transported for a couple hours, and you know, just nice to look at the green field. <laughs> I I 100 percent agree. There's just something about going out to the field. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're ever uh, if you're ever in Kansas City, let me know. I'll take you to the uh, Negro Leagues Museum we have down here. That's pretty great. Oh, so. no kidding. That's the yeah. museum there. Really? Yep. Oh. You have a very nice uh, Alamo, I think, in Kansas City, right? Uh, that's a sore subject. It actually, uh, COVID kind of took it out. Yeah. Oh, it's gone. I, oh, yeah. Sorry. They, they closed it down, uh, about six months to a year ago. Some of oh, that. That sucks. But yeah. Oh. It was, uh, it was one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite things. Yeah. In the area. It was great. I, I went there twice. I've been yeah. there twice. I had yeah. A great, yeah. Wonderful fans. They were yeah. crazy. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, I got some good uh, drugs actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything's well. up to date. Everything's up to date in Kansas City. They've gone about as far as they can go. That's yeah. a lyric from Oscar Hammerstein, uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. That's uh, from one of the greatest, from one of the greatest musicals of all time. Everything's up to date in Kansas City. They've <laughs> <laughs> gone about as far as they can go. They've gone and built a skyscraper seven stories high, and that's as high as a skyscraper ought to be. Oscar Hammerstein, the great lyricist, and Uncle Lloyd recites it. I actually got you. to meet you. I met you. Uh, it's been a little while now, but I actually met you a while back at a horror hound in Columbus, Ohio. Um, so I had the chance to meet you briefly there. Uh, that was well, probably actually, you know, the the uh, horror hound that we very much enjoy. Yeah, we're big fans. In, uh, it's not far from Cincinnati. It's in. Uh, nearby Cincinnati and it's terrific for well, some reason the fans there love us I mean like so really love us we do one um, 
in the suburb here, uh, Sharonville, it's, which is part of Cincinnati. That's yeah. That's a pretty That's big it. one. And then Indianapolis, they do one as well. Whatever. <laughs> Troma has a really, really good fan base in uh, Sharon. In Sharonville? Unbelievable. That's where Unbelievable. all, all yeah. us crazy people live here, so it makes sense. <laughs> and yeah. also, uh, my latest movie, gentlemen, a hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, uh, I met a band in uh, uh, Horror Hound, uh, Sharonville, uh, called uh, ba- uh, The Big Bad. And they they not only appear in hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm, my latest movie, but their song, a uh, wonderful song, uh, is in the film, too. And they perform it on screen uh, in the movie. Oh, too, that's really cool. Kind of, yeah. That's yeah, cool. They're great. Yeah, the we big uh, bad. They're nice, uh, wonderful. Uh, I really enjoyed the music, which I heard for the first time at Horrorhound. Yeah, that's really cool. We got to meet you. We talked to you for a few minutes, and we actually met uh, Matt Hoffman there as well. We still talk to Matt. He's been on the show actually. So, oh, Matt's great. Yeah, he's on. He's uh, he he. Uh, they made him remove his tattoos when he was on Big Brother. He has stroma tattoos. Does he? <laughs> and they were worried we'd sue them or something, so they made him cover up his tattoos. <laughs> oh, he he runs the uh, Troma Dance Film Festival website. Yeah, Matt's a good dude. Yeah. We've uh, oh, he's a, he's great. We've yeah, had him no, here on the show. We did a whole episode with him. We we asked him to come on and talk about whatever he wanted, and we talked about Nirvana for about two hours. <laughs> so. <laughs> The band, Nirvana yeah, the band Nirvana. He's a, he's a huge oh, fan. So, yeah, well, they they're brilliant. He's yeah, got good taste. I think good taste. I think we're going to end up having him back on here soon. He wants to uh, he wants to get on and talk about Creep Show with us. So we're like, okay, absolutely, oh, good. yeah, good. Well, so he's good, he's make good guy. Sure he doesn't talk about trauma. God forbid. <laughs> yeah, let's get publicity in the freak show. A world-famous movie that doesn't need publicity. But, uh, don't talk about trauma. Yeah, that's excellent. Thank you for letting me know that. What, what is this trauma you speak of, sir? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is this trauma? How dare you even mention the name? I, I say that literally within arm's reach of like a whole stack of, of uh, trauma VHSs and all that right now. Troma so. is the love, the love that dare not speak its name. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a it's a fun rabbit hole to go down. Trust it, me, it's a it is a fun rabbit hole to go down. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I remember I was introduced. I was probably introduced to Troma around. Oh God, for me it was probably late eighties, early nineties. USA up all night. Toxic Avenger was my first. Like that was the first one I remember seeing. And then after that, you know, I'd 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 catch them all on. I loved USA up all night. I would watch all the Troma stuff on there. Uh, Newcomb High, should, Kabuki Man. You should get get uh, a call up Rhonda. Get her on the show. She's funny as hell. That would and, be uh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. really nice. Yeah. I'm sure she would love to do your show. Oh, we would love uh, to talk to her. Loves, yeah. Yeah. She loves our, our world. You know, she's real. She's real. Gilbert Gottfried, too, but I've lost touch to them. But he oh was a big be, yeah, I remember, so I remember him doing the USA Up All Night as well. Yeah, I, I remember watching like every Friday and Saturday night getting on there. And then I was telling Matt the other day, my my mom and my stepdad come to me and they're like, you got to watch this movie. You need to go to the video store. So I, we had this little hole in the wall video store I used to walk down to. And I ended up running a uh, Tromeo and Juliet ba- based off the recommendation of my mom. 
So, <laughs> yep. Well, it's, it's not a bad gateway film. No, it's great. Yeah. It's got yeah. a greatest yeah. monster and everything, you know? It's great. <laughs> well, wait till you see hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm, gentlemen. Wait till you see. In fact, you, Kansas City and Cincinnati uh, uh, citizens, denizens of Cincinnati and the great uh, metropolis of uh, Kansas City, and then you guys will curate the show. And uh, we'll do a Q&A. You guys will be the moderator. And um, uh, I will show up there. We'll get a taxi and some chomets and uh, I'll bring the commissioner. My wife My wife was New York State Film Commissioner for 20 years and uh, one of the producers of Hashtag Shakespeare Shitstorm. So uh, I'll bring her with me. And uh, she's a, a very uh, uh, a good uh, panelist, very uh, intelligent. We'll have a fantastic Fantastic evening, thanks to you guys. <laughs> People think that trauma is a lot bigger than we are, but basically we have about eight eight employees. That's it, and a couple of, of uh, observers, and um, it's our fans that do everything, right. like you guys. Yeah, it's it's totally and fuel. That's the secret sauce to fifty years of trauma. It's uh, it's all the uh, loyal fan base. You know, cult movie theater. You know, that's what we are. Which is yeah. which is really cool when you think about it. I mean, like over the years, you got like you've done things so different than any other studio ever has ever done before, and it's fun to watch. Like over the years, the, the the people that you've worked with that have come on board just because, just because I think you're you and Troma's Troma, and I think you've worked with you know Oliver Stone and Brett Radner, Mark Hamill, James Gunn, and like you've had people like Lemmy that have been in movies. Do they just like? reach out to you and they because hey we want to do it because it's different well let me somehow uh, you know we're we're an underground uh, studio so uh people like let me word of mouth you know they hear about the uh, toxic avenger or um in his case i think it was what the hell was it it was one of our early movies but he was uh you know, he loved it. He was obsessed with it. Right. And uh, uh, so somehow he, somebody brought him to our office uh, and uh, he turned out to be a really generous, uh, lovely guy. Uh, had some good times with him. Also had some fights with him. Uh, <laughs> but um, he's, his last movie is uh, Return to Return to Newcomb High. Right. And he was, yep. he, he was a, you know, he pretended to be uh, grouchy, but a sweet guy. <laughs> And, uh, you know, a real, real, uh, guy. Yeah. He was real. Yeah. And I, you know, he's one of the people when, you know, when people die, I usually don't give a shit, but I was really very sad when he died. I just, I, you mentioned that, you know, you get a lot of just volunteers and just people that just want to be in a trauma movie that want to work on a trauma movie. And like I said, is it, you think that's just cause you know, you're such a swell guy or is it that they, you know, they just want to do something that's outside of because because I, I know from what you hear, you know, working in the industry, industry can be a little bit of a pain. And I know that that was always something you really didn't care too much for. And you wanted to do things a little differently. So, well, uh, Jason, it's an art form. That's the thing. It's art and business. Uh, you know, if you want to make art, uh, the reward, at least in my head, is for people to see it. Right. It's not about money. I went, you know, I had all the advantages of a bourgeois, uh, you know, bourgeois, a bougie uh, family. 
culminating in a wasted four years at Yale University. Right. <laughs> so I could have done anything I wanted. If I wanted to make money, I could have waltzed into uh, Wall Street and, and uh, you know, ripped people off. But uh, uh, movies are a beautiful art, and I got uh, obsessed with them while I was at Yale. And, uh, uh, you know, I think real artists, uh, whether they're any good or not, they thrive on people uh, experiencing their art. So, uh, you know, I'm okay with uh, file sharing, right? Right from the beginning, I wrote, in fact, I wrote a book called uh, Sell Your Own Damn Movie, Damn in movie. which I, yep. uh, I uh, suggested that file sharing was a good thing for uh, people like me who were in the underground and who get absolutely no mainstream support, that if some little fat kid in the basement of his parents' uh, uh, house <laughs> want to share a copy of hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm with uh, their friends, uh, their, their friends, you see, I'm not using the right pronoun. Um, they, uh, I, I'm happy with that. I'm, I, you know, as long as they don't sell it. Right. What I don't like is for the fucking dictatorship of China, uh, where they allow bootlegging of all the independent movies. They pay the majors uh, who are uh, censoring their movies, like Spider-Man is being censored to comply with the. But um, the independent movies are all over the place. I've been, I've majored in Chinese studies. And I've been there about a dozen times. Our movies are everywhere. Movies that I didn't even know were in our library. So I don't like that. But if some, if somebody wants to share one of our movies. No problem. They can send it out to a hundred people. Just don't charge them. That's all. And if you go to Troma Movies on YouTube, you'll see a lot of free stuff. We got six hundred thousand subscribers there, and it's all free. Oh, we don't I'm one even of them. take commercials. <laughs> we don't even take commercials. We don't even have ads on on Troma Movies on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I subscribe over on YouTube. Yeah, it's really cool, actually. Yeah. But much more important, much more important, gentlemen, uh, and the key to our survival, at least in Tromaville, is uh, the uh, streaming service, the uh, hot, new, disrupting streaming service, Troma Now. Troma Now. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that, actually? Well, uh, in a nutshell, Troma Now is the future, but it's now. (laughs) And uh, I think we have about a thousand... We we have about a thousand movies or shorts or music videos or 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 um, movie making lessons. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it's a, it's a, a and they, most of the movies there are exclusive. Uh, we don't put them on Netflix or Amazon or those things. So uh, it's really a great place, and it's only uh, well, it's free the first month. Troma now. There's an app, a beautiful app. Troma Now app, uh, and the website is troma-now.com, and you get the first month absolutely free, and then it's only four ninety four dollars and ninety nine. Oh wow, that's that's really that's that's really not bad. It supports uh, probably uh, a thousand filmmakers and uh, artists. That's really uh, cool. Not to mention my uh, serious drug addict. So uh, uh, (laughs) habit, uh, my drug addict. So uh, please, uh, well, give consider me consider me contributing to that right now because I just downloaded it. (laughs) Did you? As we speak, yeah, I really did. (laughs) 
please subscribe and get your fans. I mean, this is uh, a big deal for us because if if we can, we we started Troma now about five years ago, but it's growing. Right. And if we can right. get it yeah. a little bit bigger, I think we'll have a, you know, we can totally uh, be totally independent without having to dick around with any uh, of the. Uh, mainstream that's really cool like we're opening yeah. we're opening a hashtag shakespeare shitstorm in new york city area on april 8th april 8th of this year and at the same time the museum of the movie image will have a premiere night uh and uh, we're at the uh we've got two theaters so far the uh, cinema village and the uh film noir in brooklyn cinema village is in greenwich village and I think we'll add another theater or two. But, um, you know, we're promoting that. But, um, you know, we're not going to make any money. We're going to lose money off of theatrical distribution. So, uh, it, but if it, if it can get a little bit of attention, it's my last, I think it's my last directorial <laughs> movie. And it's based on The Tempest. It's a very good right. movie. If by chance it can uh, get a little attention, then when it goes to Troma now, it won't, you know, it'll be exclusive on Troma now. And uh, I think it'll be a big deal. And there's, you know, all our classics, uh, Terra Firmer, Tromeo and Juliet, the Newcomb High, all the five class of Newcomb High movies. Uh, it's like a thousand movies in our cartoons and documentaries. It's all there. Well, shit, you the think so about the cartoons, enough. actually. Got a question about that for you. So uh, I, I distinctly remember the Toxic Crusader coming out. Um, how how exactly did that get started, and what what part did you have a play in that? Well, what's interest what what's interesting there is that the toy company Playmates Toys, who manufactured <laughs> the uh, Teenage Mutant Teenage Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Turtles, toys, yep. they wanted a an environmental toy. And the and Newton Ninja Turtles were were uh, going down in terms of sales, so Playmates uh, signed us up to make an action figure, uh, an environmental action figure for five year olds. I don't think they ever saw the original. <laughs> no way. Uh, <laughs> hey, you remember that movie where a seeing eye dog gets shot with a shotgun? Yeah, let's make that into a kid's cartoon. Exactly. That sounds I, like a plan. <laughs> any rate, they uh, uh, they didn't last long. <laughs> uh, Toys R Us, I think, or one of those uh, uh, <laughs> one of those toy shops uh, must have seen the movie and they uh, returned all the toys. Whatever it is. <laughs> oh no! The other thing that happened was New Line, New Line, a division of uh, Turner, a di- which became a division of Warner Brothers, which is now AT and T. They uh, signed up to make a big-budget Foxy movie, and they guaranteed to make the movie. It was a guarantee. It wasn't an option. It was a guarantee to make the movie. But uh, they had their fingers crossed, so they yeah. uh, pulled out. And apparently, uh, we, Toxy, was in their back pocket because they were, par- according to what we understand, they were having difficulty uh, with uh, getting the rights to Teenage Mutant Ninja Part 3. So if they couldn't get the rights to that movie, that they had one and two, and apparently they were having problems with number three, getting negotiations going. 
And uh, so they had us in their back pocket. But they guaranteed us to make a movie at a certain budget, uh, in a certain level. So uh, uh, we had to sue them. And apparently the uh, New Line uh, had done this more than once to other independent filmmakers. So uh, luckily we had money to uh, have the finest of lawyers go after them. And uh, after four years, we drew blood. But uh, that killed the whole license. That killed the whole franchise. You know, once it was known that the movie wasn't going to be made, then everybody stopped you know, all the, we had like, I think we had, I think we had about 200 companies creating toxic merchandise, yeah. but the uh, movie was going to be the locomotive. And when that uh, died, then everything died. Uh, so mm-hmm. here it is 20 years later and legendary has uh, made, they have shot uh, the uh, billion dollar reimagining right. of the toxic Avenger uh, directed by a very, very talented uh, young uh, director, at least young from my point of view, named uh, Macon Blair. Macon Blair, yeah. And, uh, very exciting. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, I'm, an old, uh, I'm an old guy with basically uh, nothing really to live for. But uh, <laughs> uh, this uh, guy is a talented dude. He may pull it off. I think I read the script a couple of times. And it's better than the first uh, movie script, the first Toxic Avengers yeah. script. And uh, I gave them a few notes, and they're very pleasant. So uh, I, I'm very... And the actors, uh, uh, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, Dinklage that's yeah, that's really cool. That was very... Uh, I never, in my wildest dreams, would have hoped for somebody uh, like Dinklage. That's the kind of trauma yeah. of casting. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, that's the cast on this thing is insane. That's better than Troma. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, he's a great actor. He's yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. He's wonderful. I know, uh, Cyrano's he's really pushing for it. Cyrano's so. about to come. I think it's been released in a few places, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing Cyrano a lot. It's excellent. It's, Have you seen I've it? I've seen it. My yeah. wife, my wife is on the, uh, uh, the board of directors of the Hampton Film Festival when we were there for a couple of days. And we saw Cyrano, and it's lovely. If Is you it? like musical, you know, it's Peter sings, and uh, you know, it's a musical, but uh, it's beautiful, just lovely, great, brilliant, a brilliant uh, reimagining of Cyrano de Bergerac, right? Uh, with with uh, Peter as the. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was in Bulgaria where they were shooting the movie, and um, <laughs> I I went up to somebody who looked like Peter Dinklage and I started to butter him up and say, oh, Peter Dinklage, I love you, big fan of your work, I love you. And uh, Game of Thrones, you know, I was kissing his ass royally. And I turned, and then a woman came up behind me and she said, he no speak English, he no, he, he understood, he is an understudy. <laughs> he was, he was sustained <laughs> Yep. I had some very, I had a couple of very embarrassing moments. <laughs> I never did meet him. Really? Uh, in fact, uh, there's a, um, when uh, it, uh, Peter's not uh, doing it, they have a stunt woman in the Toxy uh, uh, costume. Interesting. And uh, 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 they were filming a scene with Toxy in, in a bed, a hospital bed. So um, I went in and I did the same thing. I thought this is Peter. He's in the top 
that's a Avenger costume. And I was like, uh, oh, you know, Game of Thrones and and uh, the Station Master, so beautiful. But it wasn't. It was a lady inside the Toxic Avenger costume, uh, a small stunt woman who plays Peter when we need the costume. <laughs> so I never did meet Peter Dinklage. Yeah, and that's weird because you're, you're sort of always uh, six degrees away from him if you think about it because you've done – I mean you've made some cameos in the Marvel movies and stuff too. So you're sure. uh, you're, oh, yeah, you're yeah. part of the MCU and so is he now and now he's – well, how about the Kevin Kevin Bacon six degrees? Right. Of, oh yeah, <laughs> you got one degree right there. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I've been curious about the the movie because you never know, and I was curious if if you liked the direction it was heading in thus far, and if you thought it looked like it was going to be you know something we should catch or not. I do appreciate. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be better than the original. It's so much more original than the original. <laughs> and I don't know if you should see Macon Blair's uh, first movie, his only movie that he has directed uh, called I Don't Like It Like This. No, I Can't Live in This World Like This, something like that. It's wonderful. It's great. He's a, he's a, and he also, he wrote, uh, Green Room and I think ba- uh, Murder Party. Yeah, and, uh, I love Green love Party. Murder Party. <laughs> He's a lovely guy too. He's a very very nice guy. Yeah, and uh, uh, and uh, you know nose trauma terra firma. Uh, uh, you know he he's a big big. He he will make sure the trauma fans are. They're all you won't believe how many. Uh, wonderful uh, references and Easter eggs. And the trauma fans Good. are going to have a blast. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, you know, uh, what's his name is so good in it. Uh, the guy who works with uh, Macon all the time, uh, Wood. Oh, Elijah, oh, Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood. Uh, yeah, Elijah Wood. Yeah, he's, and he, they all love trauma. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah. Kevin Bacon, uh, and it's interesting because they all have seen uh, not just the Topsy movies, but other film. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Paige. Uh, what's her first name? Uh, uh, Taylor Page. Yes, Taylor L O U R Page. Wonderful. Her film Zora is uh, brilliant. Uh, but uh, she uh, she recited so much trauma. She said. Uh, when I met her, that uh, oh, I'm meeting a legend, <laughs> a legend, <laughs> and uh, my being a narcissist, of course, I ate it up. <laughs> well, I mean, you well, are you are pretty legendary in the, in the industry. You were saying, you know, all these guys love trauma, and they've seen multiple movies. I think it's just, I think it's just a thing, you know, where it's a part of it is. I think you're like I was saying earlier. You don't do mainstream. You don't do what everybody else is doing. I imagine working on a trauma film. It's probably a lot more fun. Like they probably get to have some fun when they're doing it, and it's not all <laughs> studio rules. Well, this has to be done like this. It's probably a, you know a little more enjoyable for for people sometimes. Well, the uh, 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 um, the billion dollar Toxic Avenger reimagining the the short time I was on set, it was fun. Everybody was having a great time. They love making Blair. They love Legendary. Um, you know, clearly Legendary has a lot of guts to uh, cast Toxie as a, a small person, right. a little person. Uh, and even I, I never would have thought of that. And, you know, I, I would definitely, I would have, you know, I would have, I would have had a, a, a woman 
or a fat toxy or, you know, he's in each movie he gets older and, you know, it could have been an old. But to have uh, Peter Dinklage, a brilliant actor, uh, uh, you know, well educated and uh, and against uh, expectations. Right. Oh boy, great! And I know it's going to be good. I, I, you know, I've read the script, the several, you know, the different iterations, and uh, you guys are going to love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, like I said, I, I yep. bet, I bet a guy like Peter Dinklage was thinking like, this is something I can. This is different for me. Like I can do something a little different and probably have a lot of fun with it. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's been uh, talking about it. I, uh, he, oh, yeah. he loves to toxic. Yeah, he's, I just got sent a photograph where he's talking about toxic and he's doing a kind of a punk uh, face. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's funny to me because like we're t- we talk about you were just talking about trauma now and how you know started about five years ago. Which if you think about it, aside from uh, you know your Disney Plus and stuff that. That didn't exist five years ago. You know, you had Netflix and, and a few others, but you were a little ahead of the curve on that one. And well, it, you're right. Yeah. We try to be, we call ourselves, uh, we used to have a company slogan, movies of the future. Right. But now, Michael Hers, my partner of 50 years, has uh, changed it about three years ago to uh, disrupting media for 48 years or 49. Now <laughs> like it's 49 that, years. I like that. Disrupting. Yeah. <laughs> you like that word. And I guess we have, when you think about it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You look at the uh, the movies, uh, uh, James Gunn's films. He, he's he got all sorts of trauma Easter eggs. And, yep. And clearly yeah. he's got trauma flavor. You can take James Gunn out of trauma, but you can't take Amen. trauma out of James Gunn. <laughs> exactly. You know, he, and same with Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yep. They, they've yep. taken trauma. Oh they've brilliantly, they've made it a way for the trauma fun to be acceptable rather than just pissing people off and disgusting <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, they do that too. But. Trey Parker, <laughs> Matt Stone, and, and James Gunn, and Eli Roth, and those others have been able to make it uh, personal and a revolutionary, but yet acceptable to a uh, mainstream audience, which is wonderful. Well, I, I got to tell you, um, the day I discovered Cannibal the Musical was probably one of the greatest days ever. And then finding out like, oh, it's the guys who did South Park. And it's like some of their other stuff that they did. And then just watching that on repeat with friends of mine and just having a great time. Like, I, I love that movie so much. That's terrific. That's what it's all about, I think, don't you? Uh, yeah. It's, it's sincere. It's not just, uh, uh, you know, like the New York Times. Uh, you know, it basically has to twist itself into a pretzel <laughs> to find something nice to say about uh, a movie that has spent $500,000 on advertising just in New York City. You know, they, they need the advertising money. You know, Variety fires critics who pan uh, movies by Paramount, right? If they give Paramount a bad review, wow. the critic gets fired. You know, it's, it's, uh, so how nice that, uh, you know, trauma gets some, uh, encouragement. You guys, you guys are, are, are talking to me because you love trauma movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, you can't buy that. No. Right. You can't buy word of mouth. You can't, you know, that's that's love. You can't buy love. You can't buy me love. 
I should write a song called You Can't Buy Me Love. I think it'd be um, a hit. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I? Might, might have something there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a movie. <laughs> yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you, like, you know, to kind of, you know, touch on the love of that from the fans, like, just from my personal experience, I'm sure there's probably millions of other people who have this exact same experience just going into a movie, uh, a movie store, it's a little mom and pop video, sh- video store and just going through all the movies there. And I know I specifically would look for the little green trauma logo on yeah. every VHS <laughs> that I rented. And I was like, okay, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to get it. <laughs> and that's how I saw, you know, redneck zombies, cannibal, the musical, Tromeo and Juliet, terror firmer, uh, the toxic Avenger in the first place, like just the whole list. I would seek them out and I still do. And, you know, now that I, you know, am more aware of trauma now, like I said, I, I just installed it. I'm probably going to be watching something later tonight after I talk to you. So, yeah. Well, there's, uh, uh all, there's stuff that you've not heard about on trauma now that, uh, for example, decapitated, decapitated, uh, Michael and I executive produced that. But the director and writer, they are really talented. And unfortunately, we didn't make any money. But it's a hilarious movie, Decapitated. Uh, Fatty Drives the Bus, uh, made in Chicago. Um, I've heard of it, yeah. (laughs) It has a following. It's not really commercial, but I love it. It's great. But uh, limited audience. I mean, there are tons of these discoveries. You can find all sorts of very treasure, like uh, the one where uh, Nixon, uh, what's his name? Uh, it's, uh, 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 I'm losing my mind, too much uh, acid in the 60s. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mojo Nixon wrote the music for it, and uh, a very talented director, producer from Virginia. Oh, it's great. And it's so under, you know, it just never, it just missed. You know, and then uh, I mean, there's just so many great movies on Troma now that that never really got the attention uh, it deserved, and also Troma classics that uh, we didn't really uh, that that are not uh, Troma goofy, like the Combat Shock. Uh, we helped finance yeah. that movie, Combat Shock, but it's the darkest, <laughs> most. <laughs> Uh, uh, gloomiest movie about PTSD uh, you'll ever see, uh, and it uh, it was made about Vietnam uh, PTSD, and it's totally appropriate today. It's more relevant today than you can imagine. Wow! Combat Shock by Buddy Giovanazzi, who um, uh, Giovanazzio, who has made some terrific. Uh, uh, other movies uh, since then. He lives in Germany now, but he made a great movie called uh, Hot Times on Crack Street with uh, Washington. Uh, what's her name? Something like Washington. Uh, Carrie Washington. Terrific. Well, we won't we won't keep you too much longer. I did want to ask you. Um, oh man, did want to ask you a question. Really, Matt is going through the uh, Troma Now yeah. library right now, and he's freaking out by all the movies. Well, <laughs> this specifically what I just saw was the tribute to Blade Braxton. I actually was an acquaintance of his, and uh, yeah, I've met him many times. He's a great guy. Great, see, it's all a big family. Yeah. Yep, it's yeah. a community. I mean, seriously. The trauma thing is a community, you know? Yeah, he he actually uh, offered me one time 
the opportunity to play Toxie at, at an event in Kansas City, and I unfortunately didn't take him up on it because I was just like, no, nah, I'm not gonna, I, I don't have the body type for it. I can't do that. And he was like, dude, no, no but what, if you want to do it, we'll do it. Makes, so, yeah, no, that's what makes it. It's fun when you have fat Toxie or. Uh, oh yeah, I would definitely be fat Toxie that, though. You know, so yeah, <laughs> it's okay without the if you don't have the big body. That's what that's oh, yeah. what makes it even more fun because you know in between movies, uh, Toxie is uh, you know he definitely could get it. He's not in good shape uh, in between pictures. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you real quick. I know some of your yeah. earlier stuff. Um, like films like you know Waitress and stuff like that. A lot of people remember that stuff as being like these like kind of raunchy sex comedies or whatever. But yeah, I, if you go back, raunchy. if yeah, but if you go back and watch them now, they're they're kind of they're they're a little woke as far as like women's lib stuff goes. Was that was that intentional at the time, or was that something that just sort of happened? Well, Michael and I have always uh, been interested in social satire. Okay. And I had uh, my grandmother, Granny Kaufman, was uh, very, very left wing. Uh, I would say she's as close to being a commie as you could. Cause she was not a commie, <laughs> but she was as close to being one as you could come. Uh, anytime she uh, said the word Nixon, she would spit on the, uh, and uh, she would spit, and it didn't matter where she was, <laughs> she'd spit right on a carpet. No. Pretty good hawkers. So uh, she she influenced my political views a lot and my social views. So that's why those, even though those are raunchy comedies and have material on which any thirteen-year-old uh, uh, young man or woman can uh, uh, play uh, can uh, achieve uh, uh, masturbatory satisfaction. Um, the films are entertaining and they've got something to say. They really do. They really do. It was all about the, uh, it was all about the uh, women, uh, you know, it was the ERA issue and women's rights, but, uh, you know, there's no reason to be boring about it. You know, it's like uh, the movie, the book about the fast food nation, fast food nation. Mm -hmm. The book was great. But it's aimed at, at people like me, bougies. It's not aimed at people like you or, or younger. Right. So Poultry Guys, Night of the Chicken Dead, Love was <laughs> a, an anti-fast food movie, but hopefully it was uh, uh, fun. And uh, hopefully young people who might not be thinking about the evils of fast food, hopefully they, uh, you know, learn something. I think that's uh I think Matt said earlier, you know, he'd go in there, go in the video store looking for the trauma movies and he's like, you know, I didn't know what I was going to get. You don't always know what you're going to get, but you know it's probably going to be fun. Like you're not oh, going to yeah. be disappointed. You're probably going to laugh or you're going to you're you're going to enjoy yourself in one way or another. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be a nice car crash. <laughs> that's very nice of you to say. And uh, uh the other thing that might be interesting for you guys is the uh, the uh, behind the scene documentary? Uh, there's I think four or five of them that show you how we literally uh, make uh, you know how difficult it is to make a trauma movie. Oh, I've I've watched them. <laughs> Matt and I like to watch. We both really kind of get into the behind the scenes stuff. We really like to know what's going on 
yeah. you know, outside as well. It's I, I always think that kind of enhances a film to kind of know some of the behind the scenes stuff to know oh, what, what they go it's through. It's so yeah. much fun to see how I, people make the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's extremely oh. fun. Yeah, like I've never made my own movie, but I definitely have read cover to cover, make your own damn movie. <laughs> I think it's it's one of the best oh. books about filmmaking. And like you don't even have to be a filmmaker to enjoy it. It's just it's great. Like some of the some of the recipes you guys have for, you know, making a head that can explode on camera is just fantastic. <laughs> I I'm, I may or may not have have done that a few times just cuz I worked at a grocery store when I was reading it and got my hands on some rotting produce and some ground beef and some cranberry sauce and, you know, put a wig on it and dropped it out of a window, you know. Maybe there you go. maybe I did you that. See? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, one of my peeves about our industry from the time I, I graduated from college was that they, this union mentality, they, 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 they want you to think that everything's a big mystery and you have to take years of, uh, it, 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 it's not a mystery. Just what you said, you know, most of these special effects are just common sense. Right. Yeah. Louis Pasteur said that every problem has a simple solution. And uh, as some of the most uh, horrendous, uh, you know, the one the, uh, special effects where the audience really gasps were just simple, absolutely simple, no brainer kind of special effects, you know? <laughs> yeah. That was, they look, they look you know, good. Like years sense. later, they still look good. Yeah, sometimes. Like in Tromeo and Juliet, uh, a, 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 a guy, a transvestite, gets shot in the balls. And, uh, and uh, it's, uh, when people see that, and it's early in the movie, and, and people gasp. And all that was was we put uh, toilet paper with the fake blood kind of messed up on his crotch. And uh, boy, it sure sells it. Jeez. You know what I mean? I mean, it, you don't have to spend so hundreds of thousands of dollars. No, sometimes that stuff looks better than the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. To be honest, well, it, we with Toxic Avenger, we had to. Uh, we were going to uh, crush the head of a uh, of a thirteen year old kid on a bicycle yeah. uh, with yeah. the wheel of an automobile, and uh, the special effects department wanted to. Uh, do a head uh, cast and uh, uh, go through all that stuff so that the head would crunch and all blah blah blah. And uh, it costs money to do that. And Michael Hers uh, said, "Wait, well, what are you talking about? You get a melon. You take a melon. You draw a happy face on the melon. Put a wig on the melon, and then uh, run the car over the melon, and you get a head squashing." We did that in Toxic Avenger, and uh, it's a lot easier to replicate too. <laughs> Everybody uses now. Everybody does head squashing. Uh, Steven Spielberg put a head squash scene in West Side Story. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I want to know if James Gunn is is doing any of these techniques in in some of his uh, we'll we'll say larger budget films that he's making right now. Uh, what's great about James's situation is he doesn't even have to think about that. He just says. Uh, we need to get a head squashing. For all I know, if it's if, if it's in one of his scripts, 
They'd probably take a real 13-year-old kid <laughs> and squash the head. <laughs> right? It's James Gunn. It's James Gunn. Yeah, they can afford it. It'll be all right. <laughs> he's number one. He's the number one filmmaker in, in all yep. of the... Yeah. Film land. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging a uh, Peacemaker right now that on uh, HBO. Yeah, it's so good. But and you, you can keep your keep your keep your eyes open because both uh, Suicide Squad and Peacemaker yep. have a lot of uh, trauma implants. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. I've Easter, seen Easter eggs. Easter eggs. Sorry. And you can I'm, see... I'm calling them eggplants from now on. Yeah, I like eggplants. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can see the trauma influence in, in what James Gunn does. It's 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 a lot of fun. Um, it, well, how about uh, Deadpool? Yeah, I love, yeah. love, dead, love Deadpool as well. We, yeah. we, 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 in the 70s, we'd have characters talking to the camera, breaking the fourth wall. Right. And we'd get, we'd get hate. We'd get movie hate. And now they all do it. Everybody's doing the uh, looking at you know, breaking the fourth wall, especially Deadpool. Right. They love Trump. They love Trump. Yeah. So you know we're a big influence. Unfortunately, we don't make any money. So we don't uh, make any money. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to. I don't. I don't want to dominate your. I mean, you've talked to us for quite a while, which we really appreciate. Like it's been a lot yeah. of fun talking to you, but uh, um, we don't want to keep you much much longer. But. I need to have more trauma in my life. All right. We appreciate it so much. Man. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much. much. We had a blast talking to you, and we will definitely yeah. keep in touch. Yeah, definitely. I'm counting on it. I'm All counting right. on it. All right. Well, thank Ted you, sir. Ted Kluzuski is counting on it. Ted, well, we're going to do it for Ted. <laughs> All righty. Good night, Ted. Thanks. You thank have you. a good one. All right. Thanks, Thanks so much, man. Thank you, sir. I greatly appreciate All right. it. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, this is uh, Uncle Lloyd e. Kaufman uh, from uh, Tromaville. Uh, I think we got cut off, or maybe a battery, or either that. Think <laughs> of my uh, bullshit. At uh, any rate, uh, here I am. I'm calling you back. Um, oh, you're calling me. Hold on, I'm going to end the next. So there you go. <laughs> oh, be So what you? So basically. <laughs> So at some point, it, uh, the interview got cut off. You don't know that listening to the interview, but uh, we don't know what happened. I actually do think I know what happened at this point. Um, I do think that his uh, phone dropped us, but he called us back and got our voicemail. It was it was hilarious, and when we got back on the phone with him, it was just, you know, he was uh, cracking up. Everything was hilarious. So so there you go. There was the interview with uh, Uncle Lloyd. Um, before we kick out of this thing, uh, I just want to kind of get like I kind of mentioned in the interview uh, my introduction. My my introduction to trauma was literally USA up all night in the Toxic Avenger. It came on one night and I started watching mm-hmm. it. I was probably That's all how of I watched them. Yeah. twelve or thirteen Toxic years Avenger. old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I was twelve or thirteen years old watching it on USA up all night. Like what the fuck. And you know it wasn't USA Up All Night. You used to watch it because, like, you knew there were movies that had boobs, even if you didn't get to see the boobs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was actually my introduction to Troma was was uh, Toxic Avenger on USA Up All Night, and then I think I uh, I know after Toxie and Toxie Two, I ended up watching Class of Newcom High. You hear me yes. tell in the interview uh, about getting a phone call from my mom telling me I needed to watch Tromeo and Juliet. So. Um, that was my introduction. So, uh, which is 
still blows my mind <laughs> that your parents were like, well, this was when hey, I was a little bit older, but dick yeah. monster, you need to watch this. Yeah. I'm trying to picture my mom, you know, having that same phone call with me and yeah. I don't see it. <laughs> I couldn't see your mom doing that either, but my mom, <laughs> different story. By the way, by the way, speaking of Tromeo and Juliet, um, it is James Gunn's first writing credit, if I remember right. That's crazy. And Sean Gunn is also in it. Oh, that well. doesn't. So his brother, yeah, he's in everything. Which, which is which is why Lloyd appears in both the Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep, uh, that's awesome. This, yeah, having he, he puts we, he puts Lloyd in a lot of things that he's done. And we talk about it. We talked about it in the interview, but you know, having watched, you know. Um, Peacekeeper at this point, it's like, or Peacemaker, oh God, now I'm getting all mixed up. <laughs> anyway, having watched it, um, you see the trauma influence 100%. You see it in James Gunn's work. Yeah. It's still there. So I think that's pretty great. Uh, what about you guys? What was your introduction? Like, what was your first trauma? What, uh, what traumatized USA, you? USA, for me, USA, up all night. Of course. So that's, yeah, that was my introduction. Yeah, and you know, yeah. he's become, I mean, he kind of he's become kind of friends with you know ron DeShear over you know over the years because of usa up all night so i think that's yeah. kind of cool too i kind of i kind of talked about it in the in the interview but i kind of just you know organically just stumbled into it just walking through just trying to find you know walking through a little mom and pop video store just trying to find just weird movies and then came across that and I mentioned specifically seeking out anything that had the Troma logo on it. Oh, God. That. Yeah, I remember you saying just that in watching interview. everything. You remember those yeah. days were great, man. Those days of going to oh, the video yeah. store and renting something solely off the movie box was like, like I miss Evil that. Dead 2. I was just like, I don't know what that is, but it's scary looking as hell. Like, I got to I gotta see that someday. You lucky. And A then much just simpler Waited time. years and years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean. It was usually like. That was a The good one Friday I went to night. was in the corner of a laundromat. It was a good Friday night, man, getting to go down to the video yeah. store. Um you know, order a pizza from Domino's, go down to the video store, spend an hour just reading and looking at the boxes and hoping that you got something that was good because sometimes oh, yeah. you didn't. Randomly <laughs> running into James Earl Jones at a Blockbuster, which is something I did one time. That's pretty awesome. Interesting. Uh, That's pretty cool. I just see yeah. a sketch where James Earl Jones is just walking through a Blockbuster going, you should rent Star Wars. <laughs> Have you seen The Lion The King? Lion King. Or perhaps coming to America. How about or any of the CNN documents? How about the sequel to Roots? Did you know there was one? <laughs> it's called Stems. No, there really is a second Roots. Oh, there really is. Is. Yeah, yeah with James Earl Jones in it. Roots <laughs> to Electric Boogaloo. Uh, <laughs> oh God, no. God. No, there is. No. There's a, there was a second. There was a second mini. It's called Roots, like the Next Generation. I swear to God. I'm pretty sure oh, it is. Uh, Queen. That was the sequel to Roots, starring Holly Berry. And Jasmine Guy. So I watched that like back in the 90s. Yeah, so. but there's another, there's one called like, I, yeah, there's I, another one. I think it's called The Next Generation, I swear to God, which mm-hmm. I always thought was hilarious because, you it's know. Like, it continued apparently. Like, yeah, this, the one I'm talking about has James Earl Jones and it takes place, um, a God, I think it's just later on, but that would be funny though. If James Earl Jones is just walking through a blockbuster trying to get people to rent his movies. <laughs> well, what's funny was it was kind of the opposite. I just kind of walked up to him like casually, just trying to kind of like not draw attention to him because I mean, he looked like he was just clearly just looking for a movie to rent. And I just kind of like walked up to him. And I was like, "Are you, are you James Earl Jones?" 
I just kind of looks at me. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's like, yes, I am. Like real quiet. And I'm Do like, you know, I was. Oh my god, the strange love. Yeah, yeah I was just like, holy shit, this is James Earl Jones, and like I didn't have anything on me to get signed, like cell phones, oh, things. I have no proof of it, other than. A guy I knew was there. Turns out with it, me and saw it turns too. Out, he was like, "What the hell?" You walk so, away, and this bigger black dude turns around to his buddies, like, "Man, my kid thought I was James Earl Jones, and I totally I told him I was." Like, oh my god, he believed it. Oh, hey, I did the same thing when I was in Nashville, and people thought I was Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. You look striking. Are you Darius Rucker? I told Kevin that he needs to tell people. We were downtown the other day, and Melissa said that to him, and I was like, dude, please tell him you are, and I'll tell him I'm one of the Blowfish. (laughs) Here, let me badly sing Wagon Wheel. Uh, If I I sing off key, don't worry, I've been drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm drunk as fuck. <laughs> oh God! Well, um, if you enjoyed that interview, you definitely need to come out to the screening. It's going to be a hell of a good time. Um, if you boys did a fantastic job, by the you, way. Sir. Just Thank saying. You. Thank you. If, you deserve uh, a slide whistle. Hold on. I appreciate Thank that. You. If you're a trauma Hi, fan friend. and you know what you're getting into. Uh, then watch the trailer for uh, hashtag Shakespeare shitstorm. If you're not, then don't watch it. Just come out blind and and just watch the way it is. Oh yeah, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that'd be great. That's the best way, honestly. Uh, Yes, I really, I really want to see Connie's reaction to this. Oh god, she may just ban me from ever. Have you have you watched the trailer? Not yet. Oh my god. Yeah, (laughs) looks. I kind of want oh, to go into be a blind, but I kind of know what I'm in for. It looks like pure insanity in the best way. Like you're watching the trailer just going, oh, my God, I can't. This is going to like, it's trauma, man. I'm going to be laughing my ass yeah. off. But you know what's cool about it is they have they always have a weird message in their films. And this one yeah. does, too. This one's their take on Big Pharma, actually. So, you know, it's trauma. And he does what he does, and he yeah. does it well. And I don't know. They're a lot of fun. Again, that screen is going to be at Humble Monk Brewing. You can go to their website. If you Google Humble Monk Brewing, you will find them, I promise, like first thing. It's on their event page. It is on our uh, special event page, which is your, uh, not your, themixtapepod.com. We've been posting stuff on Facebook. We've been posting stuff on Twitter. So if you have any questions, please reach out to us, yourmixtapepodcast at gmail.com. We will steer you where we need to go. Yeah, I'm probably on Reddit. Maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> Is it um, on Reddit yet, Kevin? Not you should yet. probably put it up there. <laughs> he was so defeated. Like, not yet. Uh, but please, seriously, um, seating is limited. There there are a certain number of seats. So, you know, buy your ticket now. Uh, it's It all goes through. It's not going through us. It's going through a reputable ser- uh, service, not us. We will actually be out there hosting it. So, um We'll be talking, we'll be doing, you know, the wonderful speech that we do. Uh, unfortunately, I won't have certain things to play up on stage, but I guarantee this is going to happen at least once while, while I'm trying to talk. <laughs> it would be great if I started hitting, like I was up there talking. I had to pull up on your Oh, no. Oh, no. Kevin, put it away. Put it away. <laughs> He's uh, stroking the slide whistle. What? No. All right, so uh, 
again, guys, uh, head over there, find out all the information you need. Uh, we will be back with some normal shows <laughs> at some point. Normal. Uh, we have a lot of really cool stuff planned. We're going to have more guests on the show. We actually have a couple of interviews lined up. In fact, we in fact we have an interview this week. Um, that's going to be really cool. I'm really looking forward to that one. I don't know if we should tell. I don't want to tell them who it is. You know what? If you need to follow us on Twitter, because at some point, Twitter and Instagram this week, we will release a teaser. Um, not a teaser. A full-blown will release who it is we're going to be interviewing. And uh, you need to you need to be there for that one, because this dude's been in everything. Um, but I think shattering my eardrums there. <laughs> I think that's it guys. Uh, I think the interview spoke for itself at this point. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to add? Uh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that we should tell everybody to stay, stay awesome. Stay awesome.
I really wanted to hear Kevin sneeze into the slide whistle just now. <laughs> you can't see him, can you, Kevin? Can you, Jay? No. No. I can't see. Oh, okay. Because I was about to sneeze. <laughs> he had the slide whistle up to his mouth. <laughs> and he stopped for a second and was like... <laughs> You did just seen the metal bar go flying out of the end of it. <laughs> it just sticks into the drywall across the room. 